Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. And Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. Kevin, really? Do you have to mow your fucking lawn right now? <laughs> I was going to say, is it picking it up? <sighs> can you hear that lawnmower? I can hear something. But it's, oh, it's so loud. It's intermittent. It's not like anything that I would really notice. The, these are the problems that you have when you choose to do a daytime weekend podcast, mm-hmm. you deal with your neighbor who mows his lawn three times a week. Why? Why? Because it has to be exactly the right length. He is seriously. Yeah, Why? He is seriously OCD about his lawn. Tom's parents. And he's retired. Neighbor, he mows his yard every day. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, it's like every day. Home. Or like every outside. it's bizarre. What is it, there to mow every day? Now, granted, they are in Illinois, so they get more rain. But no, sir, <laughs> every day is not. That's but wild. It's bad working from home too. Like yeah. with this, people will do that, and I'm on like a video therapy session, and I'm like, could we? But yeah. the, other, the other day, somebody was outside the house. Like, I think it was the neighbor. They were like weed whacking. Well, I think they like bumped the side of the house or something. And I was on a session and it scared me. And I was like, whoa. And <laughs> my patient, she was just, she was cracking up. She's like, I have never, ever seen that look on your face. He <laughs> thought maybe somebody was shooting at you. <laughs> yeah, she was like, do you need to go? Like, is everything okay? I'm like, we're good. We're good. All those books we read, you know, therapist gets murdered while on camera or some crazy thing like that. Yeah. Well, and I read a Stephen King book this week, so I was like, what's happening? I'm really glad I didn't choose to review that one. Wait, which one did you read? Uh, if It Bleeds. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Oh, I'm not going to review it anyway. I'm just not feeling it. I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole mask thing around here has been, I, I don't understand why people won't do it. Well, me neither. Same. We went to the 7-Eleven today to get scratch-off tickets. The people who worked there were wearing masks. Yeah. And one other guy, a younger guy, I actually said, thank you for wearing a mask in front of all those other fuckers that were not wearing one. Did you hear that somebody shot up the, the McDonald's down the street from us because... Um, yes, I did. The lobby was closed. Yep. Yeah, because they couldn't go to the to the dining room. Well, usually I need people, my cheeseburger. Usually people send me stuff like that. And I'm like, that's nowhere near me because people don't understand how big Oklahoma City is. And this time I was like, oh shit, that is right by me. Yeah, my son sent me a text that's and said, miles. mom, that's two miles away. Mom, don't just use the drive through. Don't go shooting up McDonald's. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, and just about then I got an alert on my phone. I'm like, oh. Pretty soon we're going to be like Florida. We kind of already are. I mean, it's going to be, it's worse. I mean, as someone like, who's lived in both places. I don't know what that means. We're not doing it. Don't Florida you ever hear bad? the weird Florida man stories? I mean, I've heard of like. Florida man goes to kiss Gator and loses lips, you know, that kind of thing. 
well, that's just a redneck thing. I could see people that I grew up with trying to do that. No, my favorite one from Florida is this was back when I was in college. A man in, I think it was Miami, because um, he was high on bath salts. Oh, like ate someone's eat, face. was eating the other guy's face off. Yeah. On in the, the hi- middle of the highway. On the highway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's a good yeah. thing there wasn't gators in the creek that was next to the trailer park I grew up with, because yeah. I can see some of those assholes going and trying to oh, French please. kiss a gator. Yeah, if you're going to do drugs, don't do bath salts. Don't do, do drugs. Yeah, that's do bad. almost anything else. Well, no, heroin is bad. But don't do bath salts either. Yeah, bath salts um, will fuck you up. Rachel's uh, like, excuse me. As a substance use <laughs> counselor, um, maybe don't do any don't of do that. any of them. But I'm just saying, extra don't do bath salts. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with somebody who had was on bath salts when I worked in a like a respite center. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they okay was, um no he was not no. he, he was uh he didn't make it through my intake before i was like okay yeah i'm gonna have the police take you back for hospitalization oh good because he was just not and i had to call his parents i'm like um yeah you may as well just go right back to the psych hospital because i i can't keep him here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's sad. Yeah, it was really sad. So Tom and I went and got our haircut today. And the salon that we go to, it's more of a privately run. There's only three stylists in there. Uh-huh. But they have a sign on the door that says, you know, your stylist will come out to get you. So you can wait in your car and give them a call. Or they're, they were waiting right there for us. But And then it said you have to have your mask on. So, like, um, a guy in front of us he was seeing a different stylist and his stylist opened the door and told him, he's like, you're here, I'll see you, but you have to go get your mask. Like you can't come in without your mask. And he was like, Oh, okay. So he went and got it. And all the stylists and everybody wear masks and they have you wash your hands before. And then once you wash your hands and keep your mask on, they cut your hair with the mask on. My yeah, problem she- with the mask is, is I'm going to have to make one that ties behind my head because I don't know if I just have a big head or just floppy ears, but I cannot keep those stupid masks on my I'm face. I'm having trouble with it, too. I, I go to put it over my ears and it just comes right off because I have like rubber ears or something. Yeah, they just flip. Yeah, mine do, too. Yeah. That's and what I have do. a tiny face, which is even worse. Yeah. Because they're too, the loops too are too big. big. Mine is too tight, so it bends my ears. Or so if they stay, then my ears like little look like mini tacos because they're all bent. <laughs> you can get the tie ones, or you can get something called. And Bonnie, you crochet. You can make these easy. They're called ear savers. <gasps> it's a little strip of like fabric, just crocheted fabric, and then there's two buttons. That yeah, are I've seen up. those. Will you make yeah. us some, Bonnie? I mean, it would be super easy. I don't have any buttons though. I would have to go buy some buttons. I'll buy some buttons on Amazon. I need like the big buttons. Like, yeah. I'm going to have one hell of a weird sunburn this year. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> it's going to be weird. You're going to have a farmer tan on your face. I am. <laughs> I'm going to look like Trump because I'll have the eyes that are, you know, the white eyes right here. Well, that and you're going to have to find a hairstylist who can give you super thin hair with a just a dusting of Cheeto. Yeah. You That's need true. the Cheeto dust. I need to go throw up now. <laughs> you feel, started it. I feel ill suddenly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I'll leave that part out. That's, yeah, don't put that in. We're riding that line like a horse. Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, we're talking 
something about a pitcher. Uh, having said that, I think he might like it though. Oh, never remember I was that thing. whole Russian Ooh. hooker thing? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a fetish. There's also fetish for. Oh, <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're done eating our cupcakes. There are more cupcakes. God, you did worried. it get dark in here or what? I know, right? How did we get here? I don't know, <laughs> but I don't like it. I feel very disturbed right now. Martha, as always, you started it. I don't think you can find it anymore because I'm being honest. I tried to find it because my friend had never seen it. But um, two girls, one cup. Do you remember that, Alyssa? Oh, I forgot about that. Why aren't you reminding me? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't want to know what that means. Will you tell me on our way home? <laughs> no. I've crossed the line. She said no. You can find out for yourself like the rest of us had to. But no, she said she, you can't find it. You can't find the video anymore. It's I'll been find taken. it. Yeah, but I bet there's like an Urban Dictionary entry that'll tell you what exactly it is. Okay. I've learned so much from I Urban Dictionary. I like Dictionary. that you <laughs> assumed that of these people, I was the one who knew what it was. <laughs> she was kind of right, because I she have was. no clue what it is. I had no idea either. That's correct. <laughs> well, you know, she does have psychological training. So That's true. I'm Look, I'm the most online of all of us. <laughs> Yes, you are. Well, I'm extremely online. Do a lot of things with it. Mm, maybe I don't want to look that up. I told you. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to put any of this on the podcast. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep <laughs> That is too tonight. risky I just know. for even us. <laughs> Boy, you know it's bad when we can't put it in the podcast. Mm. <laughs> right? Woo! Well done, Rachel. <laughs> I think you get an... There's got to be an world up here the things i know the thing i mean well you're the one that told me to read that book that really short book with the guy who with the serial killer guy who god that what the fuck was that thing robert berdella the one oh, that yeah, made yeah. like like chairs out of skin no that guy? no not that no. guy this one was a that different was one that's that a dean yeah no, this was Robert Perdella. This was the one where the guy was... I didn't think that was that bad. Oh, it was... Ugh. I don't know what about it disturbed me. Maybe it was because it was just so poorly written. It was not very well written. It was poorly <laughs> written. give you that. And it was creepy as fuck. Tying yeah, him you, to the... Ba- ugh. If you look up stuff about him online, it gives you a little more kind of well-written documentation. But yeah, he like... He hooked up like batteries to people and he yeah. injected with cleaners and like he injected things in their eyes and maybe stuff. that's where trump got the idea maybe i doubt it but okay <laughs> that that would mean trump had to read a book i'm no, kind of on. understanding where the whole conspiracy theories are coming from now you know you make these connections that's what's going on right now the internet is making people make connections that don't exist and they go, oh, that makes sense. I think I'll share that. And it becomes this horrible thing, you guys. Mm-hmm. Did y'all hear his driver tested positive? Yeah. yeah. His yep. driver? Another one? No, it wasn't his His chauffeur. valet. His valet. His personal valet. Valet. His valet. And there's a the second person. The man who serves him his meals. There's a second person and, in the and, White House. And that was uh, Pence's... Pence's no, Stephen Miller's wife. Katie, yeah. Katie Miller. Yeah, and that's yeah. Pence's... She works for Pence. Like... Yeah. She's one of the spokespeople, isn't she? 
She works directly for Pence. I don't know what she does for him. Oh, I can't remember, but she works closely with him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they say they test them every day. The president and the vice president. And that doesn't because they make, won't wear a fucking mask. That doesn't make sense to me because doesn't it take like a couple of days for the results to come back? So I don't know how it depends doing it. on it depends on like what lab you're using because here in Oklahoma there's some where you can go and it takes a couple of days and there's some that it's like twenty, 20 minutes. Me, twenty well, four. No, twenty four. Well, hours. if they've got those hours, machines, so. the ones that they don't have very many of, I'm sure they have those where they have the machine. It takes like four hours mm-hmm. to come back. Well, yeah, it just kind of depends. There are medical workers who can't get tested at all. Like, that's a complete waste of resources. Yeah, and they're testing them every day. Yep, every day. I mean, at least they won't make wear it a like mask. once a week or something. They walk around willy nilly, waving their nose around. I mean, in I'm public. just saying, don't test them at all. That's one way. To- <laughs> you can say that, but not out loud. <laughs> well, don't put it in the podcast. <laughs> We're a mess today. We can't put anything in the podcast. Our entire podcast this week is going to consist of everything we had to cut out. You know what it's going to be? It's just going to be this week. And then book reviews. You need to just put, don't put this in the podcast and just some. Okay, now book reviews. Oh my gosh, please do that. Actually, that's a really good idea. I think I'm going to do that. You can't put that in the podcast. Anyway. You're going to have to cut that out of the podcast, Rachel. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's no hold bar now. No holds bar. No holds bar. No, hold. Listen, I'm stuffy. I'm allergic to your house or something because every time I come over here, I get stuffy. It's because he's fucking mowing. Why is there a beer pong banner in this room? Well, you know, um, when your husband purchases, he bought a bunch of gifts when he was a manager. Uh-huh like fun gifts to give away at Christmas. Sure. And then he didn't need all of them. And so they went into a box. Uh Well, one of the things that was in the box was a beer pong set. And Dylan found it. Oh, good. And became obsessed with it. (laughs) So, of course, he snuck it in here. And then they played with Mountain Dew for a while. That's so cute. I found it it in here. I was like, dude, you cannot do that. But we won't use beer. I'm like, whatever. So a bunch of teenage boys playing beer pong with Mountain Dew and all jacked up all night long. That's so wholesome. (laughs) I know. I'm sure Tyler was a part of that because he that was. sounds about like what something it was he probably was. Tyler's idea. Who's use Mountain Dew? It looks like beer. Yeah. No, it looks like piss is when it looks like. Oh, oh now we're back so on that again. So does light beer. Yeah, that's true. When this is all over, when all y'all, when all y'all come back Listen up here, to you. I know, we're going to have Oklahoma saying right there. When we're we're going to have us a kick ass party. Rachel. Are we going to play beer pong? We're going to play beer pong. But not with Mountain Dew? No. Man, I haven't played beer pong or flippy cup in years. <gasps> flip cup. We're going to play quarters. Oh, you ever play quarters? I have never played quarters. My college was a flip cup college. Yeah. We, I never played any of these games. What? You play trying not to fall down the hill. That was played, the game we played. We the game don't fall in the river. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't drown. Have you guys ever played Thunder? No. no. What's that? So, you know the ACDC song Thunder? Absolutely. Yeah. In the college where I went to undergrad, Thunder was a huge thing. So, basically, if you're tailgating or you're at a, at a party, what you do is you, you put on thunder and every time they say thunder you have to drink or take a shot 
Excellent. Jesus, you die. You make it through I the first like 30 it. seconds of the song. You would seriously get alcohol poisoning if you went through the whole song. Well, the key is to not do shots, but to take drinks. If you just took drinks, you wouldn't and took die. took small drinks. Oh, yeah, that's true. It'd be like yeah. doing a power hour. I was just going to say, we used to do power hour a lot. What the hell yeah. is a power hour? So what you do, and they actually have like, you can go online and they'll curate like a playlist. And we used to do like the 90s we used to do like a 90s school dance one all the time so we could listen to 90s jams and basically is they like feed them together so like they kind of cut off so it's only like a minute or two of the song and you take a drink every time there's a new song holy crap so it's It's like a dance mix we used to pregame with power hours all the time in college you guys are fancy like we just used to set timers like we'd all sit around and play cards and do whatever and we just set a timer like time and then we'd all have to stop well but remember no offense but i did go to college in like 2010 to 2014 so when we maybe think I went to college we had the technology i don't know when you went to college I think that's an old. Joke. I think you should tell us now, Rachel. You've got a yeah, prissy. You, go you got a prissy look on your face. <laughs> I graduated from undergrad in 2008 and okay. grad school in 2009. Okay, oh, so you did grad school so fast. Well, Holy I did. Crap. I did the accelerated 12 month program because oh. I already had um, a bachelor's in social work, mm-hmm. so I got to essentially cut a year off and go into the advanced program but it was 12 months like no stop of anything that would be a big year it was intense (laughs) yes that would be a big year she needed a power hour after that year yeah (laughs) that's why she does tequila shots like she does i think by the time the night was over i had like 10 to 12 shots and definitely some beer and other things in there it was a blast night and I don't remember really what happened I woke up the next day and I was like where am I <laughs> what happened like snippets came back I still don't know what happened and I called my friend who had introduced me to this guy like a couple weeks before and I was like can you come get me and once she came to get me of course he went to KFC because you have to eat healthy after a night of drinking yeah um, and she's like, how much do you remember about last night? And I was like, not a lot. I remember snippets, and I don't know if I'm proud of those snippets, but she's like, do you remember trying to start a chant in the bar? And I was like, <laughs> what? Rachel started a <laughs> like, chant in a bar? No, tried. she tried to start a chant in a bar. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> and I was like are you kidding? She says, no. <laughs> You're really extra. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> well, thankfully I don't remember. <laughs> That's funny. Thank heaven for small mercies. Listen, when I was getting blackout drunk, I wasn't allowed to go to the bar yet. So. <laughs> God, what a bunch of luscious we are. Do you, do you suppose we should maybe transition into talking about books now that we... Yeah, have we made up for all the stuff we had to cut out yet? I hope so. Do we need to transition to this or could you think you can manage it on your own? Can you do this, Bonnie? Maybe. There is a kind of a slutty person in my book. Excellent. So go back to the slut talk. 
Okay, slut talk it is. Okay, so my book this week is called... Are you losing hair? What's wrong? Her rubber band rubber fell out. Her band broke. It's all fun and games until the rubber breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my book this week is um, called Conviction by Denise Mina. And this is the book that I told you I thought about you because when she says fucking, she says Becking. So this starts out kind of with a mystery right out from the beginning because the main character, you find out very, very early on, like right in the very first part, that she has changed her name and changed her identity for some reason. But it doesn't tell you why. So she's like had something happen where she's like exited her whole life and started a different make-believe life and this is a life that she's living right now okay so anyways she's changed her identity but you don't know why so she's a stay-at-home mom she's married she's kind of she's kind of an asshole to tell you the truth she's very smart assy i mean she's not it's not like she's a horrible person but she's very snarky oh you mean like me even worse than you, I think. <laughs> it's just like you just described me. <laughs> and like her husband is like an engineer type. Maybe this is like you and Ron. I don't know. It's like the British version of you guys. Yeah, what are, you, some what, drama. what are you telling us? <laughs> Did hus- you change your name? My husband's an engineer. I'm a horrible snarky person. It kind of fits. But she and she's obsessed with like reading and stuff like to the point where they're having marital problems. And like one time he's trying to tell her like his what he's feeling, which is difficult for him because he's like an engineer type. And she's reading a book underneath the table while he's telling her and he catches her. This is the kind of asshole that she is. (laughs) No one can see. Martha is sliding under the table. So apparently she's done this before. Someone is just videotaping Martha at all times. So My husband doesn't talk about his feelings. That's totally wrong. Well, he's trying to... They're, he, they're, he's wanting to work out the marriage because, oh, you know... I have a great marriage. They this have is totally not about me. And everything else. And, you know, she's, you know... Like, whatever, I'm reading this book, leave me alone, I don't even fucking care. And um, so, he starts sleeping with a woman next door. <laughs> I think that's fair, to be honest. I think right. that that's fair. Yeah, that's She's kind of an fair. asshole, then all's fair in love and war. So, you know, they are getting divorced and are going through some stuff, separating, whatever. And she doesn't want to deal with it so she just turns on a true crime podcast that she likes to listen to because she's like whatever I'll deal with it later I'm gonna listen to this podcast right now and they start talking about somebody that she knew in her former life and starts talking about a case that's connected with whatever reason this is that she's changed her identity yeah so she decides that she's going to investigate because she didn't know what whatever they were talking on the podcast. She didn't know all this stuff happened. On the podcast, it's about somebody who, like, killed a bunch of people on this boat. Mm-hmm. Like, and they never found out who it was. It was an unsolved murder. But she knew the person who owned that boat. 
and she did not know that they had died. So she decides that she's going to go investigate because why deal with her own shit when she can go investigate an unsolved murder? Absolutely. And the, the wife who's sleeping with her husband, um, her husband comes next door for something. I can't remember what it was, but... Cup of sugar. He ends up going on this in, this adventure with her and you find out that he was once a famous boy band yes person so Alyssa connection (laughs) it's a scotland english thing so martha connection thinking about my my bffs here and but he's kind of gone down in the fame because then he has an eating disorder and all of this other stuff so he has a lot of negative publicity but he also gets noticed a lot because people know who he is so yeah, I don't, I don't want to go into too much detail, but... There's a lot going on yeah, in that book. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this book, and it was a really fun book to read. It really was. I mean, believable, maybe not. Fun, definitely. Now, there there is a little bit of risque stuff. There There is talk of a rape that happens, but <laughs> they don't go into detail. Excuse you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> they don't go into detail or anything about that so it wasn't it wasn't really bad it wasn't too gruesome Mm. but yeah it was fun so you know they go and investigate and talk to some people who aren't exactly morally good (laughs) it was a fun book I really enjoyed it I think you would like this book. Well, you were right about the last one. There, there's no... It's like you're plugging into me all of a sudden I know all these years. There's Lonnie's like, like, oh my God, you're going to love this book. And for once, I was like, oh my God, I love this book. Yeah. There's like no... There's not really a whole lot of romance. The uh, main character is kind of a snarky asshole. I think you would like it. I'm a snarky <laughs> asshole. I love it. <laughs> Conviction. Okay, I got to see if the library has it. That's usually the. I mean, that's where I checked it out. So, Metro they should have it. Yeah, Metro Library. I don't have it checked out anymore. I read this already, but yeah, super fun book. I read it really fast. I was very happy with it. I it keep it kept me up on my book high that I was in. Awesome! Yay! So that's the best. Mm-hmm. That was called Conviction by Denise Mina. Cool! Yay! Um, so I read The Gingerbread Girl by Stephen King. So I don't know if it's part of a different collection, but I found it on its own. I want to say page wise, I'm not exactly sure where you would put it, but I, cause I think it's about 140, 150 pages and it's Stephen King. So I was like, wow, that's really short. Uh, but, <laughs> How many pages? Like 140, 150. Oh, so it's like a novella. Yeah, kind of. But the name really honestly confused me. Um, But it made more sense once I got into reading it. And I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Clever. Um, But basically, we follow the main character, uh, Emily, in the story. And the opening of the story, you learn that Emily and her husband... Uh, unfortunately found their two-month-old daughter passed away in her crib 
Um, and since then their marriage has been really strained. Um, and Emily's not really into talking about how she feels, but she's struggling. Um, and she kind of resents her husband a little bit. Um, you know, cause he keeps saying, well, you need to do this or this. And she's like, I don't want to do any of those things. <laughs> I just want to run. Um, cause that's kind of been her release for things is whenever she, her emotions get high or she starts thinking about things, um, she runs, but she's discovered that like jogging isn't enough. She likes to just hit it hard and like really just run. Um, and so her husband doesn't like that. He thinks that she's become obsessed with it, everything like that. And so just some things transpire and she decides she calls her dad. So they have a fight one evening and she, she runs, literally runs <laughs> to a local motel and she stays the night there and she calls her dad and she's like, Hey, you know, can I go stay at your place? Um, and it's, um, it's like a little side place he has, um, like a cabin, but it's, it's on virtually an island because um, you have to cross the drawbridge to get on or off of it. Um, and it's deserted most of the time because a bunch of rich people live there. So it's all just second and third homes. But so she's been there for a couple months. She is running. She kind of befriends the drawbridge operator. He's this nice old man. Well, one day she's out running and he kind of calls her over and says, hey, you know, that house, wherever. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I haven't seen anybody there, but I think she kind of knows who it belongs to. And he's like, well, he's here. You need to stay away. And she's like, okay, oh. why? <laughs> so you come to find out the old man doesn't really want to tell her a whole lot. Um but what he basically says is, well, every time he comes, he has a niece with him. Um, but oh. nobody sees the niece leave. Um, and he always just tells us every year that, oh, she left in the middle of the night on a boat. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so she's like, all right, well, I'll steer clear. You know, I have no reason to go there and I don't know this guy. So, but then on her way home, she's running past this house and she looks down the driveway because there's a car there and it has the trunk open and she sees what she's pretty sure is blonde hair <gasps> coming out of the trunk with blood on it. So she approaches. <gasps> and Dummy. Because she, well, she thinks that she's heard this person moan. Um, so if that, if the person is alive, she wants to help them. But shit basically goes awry from that point on. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a second. We got to stop for a second. In what kind of scenario does a woman alone think that she can do something to help someone in the trunk of a car with blood on them by approaching? I don't know. Well, if Call she thinks he's a, nine she's alive... One Seriously. We'll call 911, but then maybe. It's like a horror novel. Or not a horror, like a horror movie. It is a horror novel. No, a horror movie. You're like, (laughs) stop! Don't go over there! It drives me crazy. It's like the one commercial that. Like yeah, it's, it's the like a, yeah, and they're like, they're like, why don't we get into the running car? No, let's go into this. 
Let's Bar. go hide in that garage Pull over there, knives. and you see chainsaws all over the walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what that reminds me of. It's like, oh, really? She's gonna go help? Right. Even after this, this older man that she trusts has said, "I don't trust this guy. Like things are shady. Just stay away." And like I said, um, that's when things really take a turn. Um, and then the majority of, of the book from there is everything that happens as she encounters this person. And um, I will say this, I do really appreciate the character that, that Stephen King wrote in this. She's a strong female. Um, so I really like that. And uh, it's, it's very graphic. Um, in times there's no sexual assaults or anything like that. Um, but if you like gory kind of detailed and I'll tell you, he wrote crazy really well in this book, like, cause, Oh, it was disturbing. <laughs> I mean, I'm right there for disturbing. I really it, am. But it was disturbing. just the idea of a woman thinking that she could do something to help right that minute. Well, Stephen King does write crazy pretty well. He what does would... write crazy well. If it was anybody else, Rachel, I would say I'm out. But I'm kind of intrigued. I mean, Misery? Misery was really good, but... That bitch was crazy. She was crazy. <laughs> she was really crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did well, you read Misery? Have you read Misery? Good Lord, no. Oh, it was oh, so you good. Should. It's I've so seen good. like 10 minutes of the movie. It was so oh, good. So I good. think I can skip it. It was good. I don't like to be scared. Uh, it was a crazed fan kind of Yeah, thing. I like that it psychological. Yeah, it wasn't a gory book at all. Yeah. I'm not yeah. so much into the gore. I like the psychological play with your head kind of horror. No. So this was a short, bloody mess is what you're saying, Rachel. Yes. And there was some of like the psychological stuff because as I was, well, I listened to it. I, um, I downloaded it off overdrive um but uh it was like it really made me think because there was there was a one of the chapters was entitled 915 and you so something's going on during this time where she's trying to free herself and she feels this time pressure and everything and she's constantly looking at the clock it's 915 okay this this is all right it's 915 and this kind of goes on until she's like you know, it doesn't take her too long, but it feels long because you can feel like her despair and how much she's fighting to try to free herself. And uh, obviously then she comes and she's like, this asshole, obviously he stopped the clocks and he took her watch purposefully um, from her. And so you can just I just kind of felt the pressure, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Are we going to survive this time? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So it was it was really, really good. Awesome. Yeah. So and I, then obviously I figured out the, the name. It's I think it's a play off of run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the, the gingerbread man. man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, because the running that her ability to run and, and to do all that still continues to play a big part through the whole story. Huh. So, yeah. But so that was the gingerbread girl by Stephen King. That sounds spooky. 
Very, that very spooky. spooky. That was good. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I look deranged right now. I'm still in that mood. I'm in the deranged mood. Snarky and deranged. <laughs> so we're going to do a 180 here. <laughs> good. <laughs> Time to do something completely different. Yeah. Um, I am I am reviewing a very special book this week. So this, I am reviewing the first romance novel I ever read. What? Oh. Yeah. So my friend Heather and I, um, we are rereading an iconic romance series called The Bridgertons, and it's by Julia Quinn, who is one of my favorite authors. This is a universally beloved series, and a Netflix series based on it is supposed to come out this year. Now, I didn't read any of these books in any type of order. I read them all way after they came out. This is actually the seventh book in the series, but I read it first. They all technically stand alone, so it's okay. fine. Yeah. Um, but so I, I'd i forgotten that this was the first one I ever read, and it just came up like random. You know how when you did, do like a search at the library, mm-hmm. and you'll see the things you were looking for, but then just like weird things will start popping up towards the end of the list where you're like, this is not connected to what I'm searching for at all. It was one of them. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So I am reading It's In His Kiss by Julia Quinn today. And so this book is about the eighth of eight children. Her name is Hyacinth. And she and her siblings are all named in alphabetical order. So her oldest brother is named Anthony. Her second oldest brother is named Benedict and so on and so forth. And she's the eighth. So her name is Hyacinth because H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. Hmm. So... We, this is a historical romance novel because all I'm reading are historicals right now because <laughs> I can't stand to live in the present anymore. <laughs> um, so Hyacinth, this book starts out and she is attending the Smythe Smith musicale, which is a musical event in which the Smythe Smith daughters put on every year. And there are usually four of them and they are attempting to play classical music. <laughs> I like the way you say attempting. They to play. are famously horrible at it because what this family does is because at this time a woman like had to like learn how to do certain things and one of those things was play an instrument. It didn't matter if you could play it well or not. You just like had to learn. And so they're all forced to then perform together. <laughs> and so one of the lines in this book is that Mozart turned in his grave. Oh, <laughs> yes. And so um, at this, she meets um, one of her friends whose name is Lady Danbury. She is an elderly woman who is kind of, she likes to think of herself as the boss of everyone. Um, She meets her nephew, Gareth. And so he is back in town after gallivanting off somewhere. Um, And they kind of hit it off at their first meeting. But it makes Hyacinth like really uncomfortable because she's really sure of herself all the time and so when someone like makes her feel off she has a tendency to like run away from them um because she's kind of like she's scared when she doesn't feel like she's like 100 percent understanding what's going on with herself um and so they get to talking and it ends up that his brother who has died um he had given his wife this like little journal to give to him And it was written by their grandmother, who is Italian. And so Hyacinth can read Italian. It was one of the skills that they were taught because women were taught languages and 
all kinds of things that I never have to learn now. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, she's like, well, I can read Italian. Like, let me borrow it. And I'll like, I can translate like the first couple of pages. She was like, it'll take me a little bit. Like, I can't like, I couldn't stand here right now and like read, read it to you. But like, I could write it out and do it. And so she does. And this starts a caper. <gasps> oh no, a caper. <laughs> I love capers. So what happens is that his grandmother, um, was kind of forced to marry his grandfather. It was an arranged marriage and she did not like him. And his grandfather was pretty famously like not a particularly nice dude. Mm. And so she had these jewels that she brought with her to the marriage that she didn't want him to get his hands on. And so she hid them. But so that they could be found later, so that they weren't lost forever, she devised a series of clues to show, and they're hidden in the house somewhere, um, because houses were passed down, like, through families generation after generation, like, it's not like now where you're just like, I'm gonna buy this house. Like, this was an ancestral home, and so, um, the first, they, she deciphers the first clue, and Gareth is like, I think I know what room she's talking about, because everything in these houses is old as fuck because they kept like everything was built to last then so like all the furniture was the same for decades and decades and you know people didn't everything was made of solid wood so they weren't like moving it around a whole lot um (laughs) because it was heavy right and usually filled with like delicate breakable things and so he was like i think it's in this he's like i think i know the cabinet that she's talking about and so in the dead of night they sneak into his dad's house um, cause he and his dad don't get along very famously. And so they, um, they like break in and they find the next clue and then they have to decipher that one and find the next clue. And it is such a fun story. And I was genuinely worried that it wouldn't hold up because when you read, like I started reading romance novels when I was 16 or 17 years old. And so the first time I read this book was as someone <laughs> who had experienced very little of the world, mm-hmm. who had never read a romance novel before in their life, so I couldn't tell you, like, what's good or bad. I hadn't read a lot of novels, to be honest, at that point. I mean, you just, you haven't read as much when you're younger. And so um, I was really worried that it wasn't going to hold up and I was going to read it and hate it, and I was going to be really sad if that happened. Because mm-hmm. we've been reading this whole series, and, like, some of the books held up, and some of them did not. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but oh, it's such a fun book. It It is just delightful. It's a romantic comedy. It's got the fun caper element, which I just love a good caper. Like, they're so much fun. When you say caper, I think of... Um, the food? No. Oh. No, I think of the, the meaning of the word where to dance weirdly, like to caper around. I did not know that that was a definition of that, but that is not what I mean. <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up now. I meant like a caper movie. Like, yeah, I, I know what you meant. What you meant. <laughs> it's just that uh, that popped into my mind just now. I've never heard that. Okay, please look that up because now I want to know. I'm looking it up. Skip or dance about in a lively and playful way. Huh. Mm-hmm. I have never used it in that context before. Well, the kind of books that I read tend to... <laughs> fall into some pretty strange categories. That's true. That's true. Um, But so this one, it was, it was so much fun. It was the perfect thing to kind of take my mind off of the sheer monotony of working at home and Mm -hmm. and living at home at the same time. Mm -hmm. By yourself. By myself. 
Um, so it was, it was so much fun. Um, you absolutely, I, I mean, you do gain something by reading them in order, but I, I read these all out of order. It honestly does not change your bearing on your ability to understand the book in any way, shape or form. But that was, it's in his kiss by Julia Quinn. Awesome. Cool. It sounds like actually kind of a fun book. It's just, it's so much. It, it really is. Because I love a good caper. Like too. it's just fun. Both kinds. I love when people like investigate <laughs> you like stuff. Like skip around. Yeah. In a, in a lively mash fashion. I like when people are investigating stuff and having a good time. <laughs> Me too. Like Dancing while investigating. Dancing while investigating is fine too. Yeah. Do and, both and right, kinds of caper and right at the now, same time. And right now you could be dancing with yourself. Exactly. So, so the song. Dancing with, with myself. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry. Sorry. Is it my turn? Yes, it is. All right. Well, I read a book that was suggested by somebody that was on the call. Do you remember who it was, Rachel? I remember talking about it. Yeah, we talked about it. So on the call last night, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 12, 13, 14, Sorry. about 16 people on the call. M- mostly people who've been on the call previously. Was Do we have any new ones on there? Yeah, oh. one of the ladies was new. You said you talked to her. She's on all the forums that you're on. Oh, yeah, Lisa. Yeah. Le- Lisa from Wisconsin, the one that has Randall the cat. You've probably seen, if you've seen the Bookaholic Cafe oh, or yeah, any of those. Yeah, Lisa mm-hmm. was on last night. Finally, I finally got to see her. I've seen her cat about 10,000 times, but <laughs> finally got to see her. I don't remember who did Malice. It's driving me crazy because I should know that. Anyway, um, it's a Japanese novel. Mm-hmm. And d- did I ever review The Devotion of Suspect X? Is that the one with the teacher? Yes. 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 Okay. So this is the same author. Okay. Oh, okay. The name of the novel is Malice by Kigo Hagashino. And it's having read The Devotion of Suspect X, which was extremely, extremely complicated plot wise. Mm-hmm. And it had some of the same elements. Like it's really hard. I think it must be a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Sort of like it takes you a while to adapt to the people's accents and whatnot. This wasn't an accent problem. It's a writing style problem. A cultural stiffness, I guess you could say. Well, and I mean, I'm sure it's a translation too, which yes. might not help. Right. So I found that problem with the devotion of Suspect X, and I also found it with the beginning of this book. It's a really super, super complicated locked room mystery. Ooh, we love a locked room mystery. Yes, so the dead guy, who's a, who's a writer, mm-hmm. is found locked in his office, in his locked house, bludgeoned to death and strangled with a phone cord. I love it. And the people in his his immediate circle are his wife of one year, and his very good friend, who's also a writer. And, of course, you have the police detective who is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And there are so many different pieces in this book that are all trying to... I mean, at one point, you find out who killed the guy. And the book's not even halfway over, I want to say. I love it when that happens. So then you're trying to figure out why he killed the guy. 
So then it's the motive. You're looking for the motive because you can't figure out why in the world this guy would want to kill him. Mm-hmm. And first you think it's this set of things. And then you think it's maybe this set of things over here. And they lay out these complicated plots. I, in my um, review in Goodreads, I said, I think I need to go to the chiropractor after <laughs> having read this book because I have been twisted so much. And w- it turned out to be something I was, that was not even on my radar, which I kind of love. I mean, it was so convoluted <laughs> that I kind of was shaking my head there for a while because I was like, holy shit, really? But it was, I don't know why I stuck with it. Because you liked it. It was fun. It was fun. Normally, I would have gone, oh, really? Please. But there was something about this one. I think it's the methodical nature of the detective. He's just so, yeah, I'm not going to accept that because it just doesn't feel right type of guy. You know, everything fits into place. The guy's confessed. He said this. You know, everybody knows everything. But he's, it just doesn't feel quite right. And this happens two or three times in this book. It's just so twisty. But I really liked it. I thought it was a good book. And I read it really, really fast because it was driving me crazy. I needed to find out what the hell. And now I'm not really going to give it five stars because there were things about it that annoyed me. For one thing, some of it was a little far-fetched. Mm-hmm. And the pacing of it was weird because of that cultural stiffness I was talking about. I don't know if it's a cultural stiffness or if it's the translation issue. I said the same thing about the other novel I read by this guy. But it didn't stop me from reading another book of his. Well, you liked the other one, right? I did. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you did. Yeah. I thought they were some... It was that same thing. It was that same... It's almost like I feel the way that detective felt something's not quite right, but I can't put my finger on it type thing, Mm -hmm. which is why I can't give it a, I can't give it five stars because it's just not quite, even though it was fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people would probably get fed up with all of the twisting. Hmm. I think you have to be really patient. They'll give up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because you think everything looks good. Everything fits into place. You look like you just, click the last piece of that puzzle in and it looks pretty but no the detective has to just keep digging so yeah it was i was impressed by the time we got to the very end i'm like damn yay so that was called malice by kigo hagashino and by the way he's one of the best-selling authors in asia oh cool yeah so he's pretty famous over there awesome my sister-in-law and I, um, a couple weeks ago, she had texted like a family text and she was talking about how she was getting desperate because she couldn't go to the library. And she's like, uh, I can't keep spending money on books. Like this is getting expensive. And- <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So we decided, um, she asked her mom and I, if she's like, Hey, why don't we all like do a book exchange? Like send me some stuff that you've read that you think I might like. And that, um, and my mother-in-law didn't really want to participate. She's like, I'm reading my Agatha Christie's and I'm good. So I sent her a couple books and she sent 
she sent me uh, a few. One I had read, um, which is In a Dark, Dark Wood. Yeah, we talked talked about that one on the call last night. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good book. But she sent me Bringing Down the Duke. (gasps) Yay! It's on my list, too. I have it. Hmm. (laughs) I'm so excited about it. Yeah. So I'm excited to read it. It's that. a romance novel, right? Yes, it is. I knew it. You don't usually get that excited about anything but romance. Yeah. A friend of mine, I loaned him um, my Iceman Chronicles book, and I think he's done. And I want to get it back because I do. I want to review that one. I've seen the HBO series where they interviewed this this killer, um, and he is like bone chilling. <gasps> oh, I remember that. I've seen that. Robert Kuklinski. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. It's a really good series. He's terrifying. Like at one point, one of the people who's interviewing him, like strikes a nerve with him and he doesn't emotionally or physically react, but, um, he, he just looks at the reporter dead, dead on. And is like, you almost made me mad. And the reporter's like, well, what happens when you get mad? He's like, well, you almost made me mad, but. Not a lot of people live to tell about that. <gasps> oh, my God. Thank God you're in prison. <laughs> he's dead now, but. Hmm. Day yum. Yeah, and he's a huge dude. Wow. His daughter came out a while back. She was part of some show where um, family members of serial killers were talking about what their lives were like with living with that person, but then also after the person was caught and they found, they found all these things out. Um, and one of his daughters, um, she spoke on, on that kind of what things were like at home and then how she coped after everything. Cause it was a huge thing. Cause he did a lot of, a lot of hits for different mob families. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. But he also did some recreational killing too. Yeah. I, I, Just for fun. Yes. Yes. Right. We well, all need a hobby. Exactly. Have you guys seen all the posts about like um, check all these off if you've done them in quarantine? Like, have you made banana bread? No, I haven't Um, seen that. They're they're so funny, and I've done like almost everything. (laughs) So, do do any of those things involve uh, battery-operated toys? Not on mm. Facebook. I have a husband. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes that can bring a little fun into the marriage. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I was going to say, some, some, some of us married people have toys. That is true. And if you get bored, you know, which sometimes can happen if it's just the two of you. You need a little zing in your life. (laughs) A little (laughs) zing. (laughs) I don't know. But I have been baking and just everything under the freaking sun banana bread banana muffins like cookies cinnamon rolls everything angel Uh, food cake yes Alyssa brought (laughs) angel food cupcakes today Ron made the other day he made s'mores bars Ooh, Ooh. that sounds delicious out of golden grams and marshmallows and then you take a drizzle chocolate across the top and then you put some roasted marshmallows on top my mouth is watering right now oh my god that sounds amazing yeah can he send me that recipe because i am all about it no i'll send it to you i'm the one that found it okay can you send it to me too yeah i'll send it i just want to just put it in the group text i'll put it i'll put it on i'll give it to bonnie and she can put it on the website quarantine foods 
what were what were the like sweet rolls that he made when Tom and I stayed with you guys? His caramel roll recipe. Oh, I have dreams about those. <laughs> My life improved drastically that day. Her life and her wayside. All of us are dealing with that right now. Some of us put on regular pants for the first time and went back to work last week, and it was not a pretty sight. Is that why you wanted to go walking that day? Yes. Hey, do you want me to talk about my underwear? Because I'm ready to go home and take them off. They're pinching my thighs. My fat thighs. You can take them off in the bathroom and then... No, I don't. It's kind of like a bra. I don't like to go out in public. Not that anyone could tell if I'm not wearing underwear. I was going to say, commando is not that difficult. But what if, like, I rip a seam or something and all it is is freaking crack? What are you going to do between here and my car? Just take them off, for fuck's sakes. I'm not taking my underwear off, Martha. You can't make me. (laughs) Please edit that back. (laughs) Exactly. Why do you think I kept going? (laughs) Just commando that baby. Come on. I mean, that's what I do at home. Some people take their bra off when they get home. I take my underwear off because they they pinch my they pinch my thighs and my my puppy ear belly have you has it occurred to you that maybe you need different underwear it's not supposed to be uncomfortable let those babies breathe those babies i only have one your ass and your front those are babies good like they're i was gonna say pussy but i I didn't want to be so so crass i suppose we're already in the crass area anyway like that you said ass you gotta let your ass breathe she'll say ass but not pussy let your vagina breathe madge the vag (laughs) madge gets sad (laughs) when i keep her in underwear I'm just saying. Well, at home, I mean. <laughs> That's why we can't answer the door when the, when the Amazon guy comes. I'm sorry, I'm not wearing any underwear. Come to the door. When I tell you, when I tell you to call me before you come over, really call me before you come over. <laughs> That's gonna do it for three book girls. Can't get enough of three book girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production. <laughs>